Oh, good morning, everyone. What a beautiful day. Aren't we blessed to live in such a great state? After Mass, you got to do this. You got to enjoy this day because it's perfect out. It's a gift the Lord's given us. All right. So, one line from the readings that we've had this weekend, this Mass is, has just stayed with me all week as I was preparing my homily. And it's the first line from the second reading, St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verse 6. He starts, have no anxiety at all. Just have none. Just stop doing it. Just have no anxiety at all. So that's it. That's all we got to do. No anxiety, everybody, right? Perfect? Okay, I'm done. All right. I'm not done. I'm not done. It's hard to not have anxiety. How are we supposed to do that? Because if you look around in the world or even in the church, our nation, but even closer to home in our own families, there are real reasons to have concern. And from those concerns, anxieties can arise. And yet St. Paul's words are valid for us. Have no anxiety at all. So how do we do it? Well, first, maybe a distinction. Why does Paul say have no anxiety? Distinction between fear and anxiety. They're not the same thing. So fear is a response to a specific and real threat. For example, you come around the corner hiking in Glacier, and then there's a mother grizzly bear with her cubs. The right response there is fear, because it's a specific and real threat. Anxiety is different. Anxiety involves worry about a threat that has not yet come and may never come. Notice the distinction, the difference? Anxiety is about something that has not yet come and may never come. So anxiety pulls us into non-realities, and that's why St. Paul speaks so strongly against it. Have no anxiety at all, because anxiety pulls us into non-realities. But God wants to ground us in realities. In our own earthly realities, yes. And especially in his divine reality, which is the most real thing, because God is reality itself. That's who he is. And so Paul speaks strongly, have no anxiety at all. It's not just because of the damage that it does to our souls, because anxiety can become a stable disposition of someone's soul. Someone can be plagued by anxieties where they're constantly worried about things that have not happened and may never happen. And in that, they can't move forward in any type of freedom. It becomes a giant wall that blocks them from receiving reality, from receiving the grace that God gives us to meet us in our realities. So have no anxiety at all. Okay, yes, it does great damage. But also this, there's another reason to have no anxiety at all. And it comes not from what we heard proclaimed, but from the verse that's right prior to this. So our reading picks up Philippians 4, verse 6. But Philippians 4, verse 5 finishes this way. The Lord is near. The Lord is near. So watch how that sounds. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all. 
Jesus is the reason to have no anxiety. It's not just a moral command from Paul to stop worrying or being anxious. Jesus is near. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all. His presence, his real presence, is the game changer for us. If we stay close to that truth, if we claim that truth in our own lives, then necessarily our anxiety will diminish, not from our own efforts, but by being close to the one who casts out fear and anxiety. It's because of who Jesus is, not just our friend, even though he is our friend, not even just our Savior, even though he is our Savior. He's God himself, the second person of the Trinity, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Lord of the universe is near. None of us are alone then. None of us face anything in this life by ourselves. The Lord is near. Friends, we need to claim that truth because we will have things that are difficult in this life. There will be things. There are things in our families, in our work, in our world. Something difficult financially that you have to face. Something in your family, an illness, a death. Certainly look around the world. What's going on in Israel right now? What's going on in our church? What's going on in our nation? There are all sorts of real things. Again, realities, real things that if left by themselves or if faced alone, bring up anxiety in our hearts. And St. Paul is reminding us the Lord is near in those realities. There's nothing that he hasn't touched. There's nothing he's not aware of. There's nothing he's not reaching us, reaching out to us with to provide grace, to face the realities of our lives. And that changes things. He changes things. So very practically, brothers and sisters, when something arises in your heart, and it will, that causes concern and worry, even anxiety, when, not if, claim the truth, maybe even speak the truth to yourself, the Lord is near. Or make it even more personal, Jesus, I know you're near. I know you know about this. Claim that truth because the truth sets us free. Then this, also very practically, once we know that the Lord is near, we have to take advantage of the fact that the Lord is near. And what do I mean by that? I mean this. Take your concerns directly to Jesus. Pray about them. I was talking to a friend of mine he was sharing some things that are difficult. And, and I just asked him very simply, I said, have you prayed about that? Because sometimes in my life, when something is worrying me or causing me anxiety, I forget to do the most basic and most necessary thing, which is to pray about it, to talk to Jesus about it, to listen to what he might have to say to me about that very thing. What ends up happening is sometimes we end up living as if we were deists instead of Christians. A deist believes that God created the world and is fine with that. 
but that he then steps back, kind of like a divine clockmaker. He just winds everything up, and then he steps back and doesn't get involved. Nothing could be further from our faith. Jesus gets involved. He is involved in every detail. We don't have to face anything alone. We're not alone. He's with us. So when those things arise, not if, because every life involves suffering, when those things arise, we have to know where to go with them. And where do we go? We go right to Jesus. Listen as St. Paul goes on. He says, have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. In everything, everything, the deepest struggles, the things that seem unfair or unjust, in everything, bring those to Jesus. And do it, as St. Paul says, with thanksgiving. It's not a throwaway phrase. Thanksgiving should mark our prayer. The Lord is near. Even in the midst of our suffering and struggling, he is near. And so if we pray in thanksgiving, we're opening ourselves wide to his grace. Thank you, Lord, that you are with me in this struggle. Thank you, Lord, that you provide the grace that I need to walk in greater freedom, in greater trust, in greater confidence. Thank you, Lord, that you don't let me face this by myself. That changes our prayer. And it should change our prayer. And not just when you leave today and you pray at night or in the morning tomorrow. It should change our prayer right now. Because what we're called to do at Mass is to offer all of ourselves, our whole reality to Jesus at every single Mass. When the altar is prepared and the gifts are placed upon it, that's not just a time for you to be passive. It's a time for you to act. You are called to place your very lives, your wholeness, all your realities upon that altar along with those gifts. The church is very clear about it. I just don't think many Catholics know. So you just kind of watch what the priest does and wait for things and then the next movement. But no, at that moment, you're called to place your whole self upon the altar. All of yourself. Not just the good things that you think God would be pleased to receive from you, but especially the difficult things. The things that are concerning you, burdening you, worrying you, even causing you anxiety. Place that upon the altar. Do something with that. Do something with it. Give it to Jesus. And then what happens is exactly what we know. Jesus receives those gifts. He receives you and your realities. And just as he changes the bread and the wine into his very self, he changes your realities. Changes, not removes. He changes us so that as we go back to those very real things in our life, the illness of the family member, the mourning of a loss of a loved one, the real worries and concerns that we face as a people, as a church, He changes us. We're changed because we've received him, because we know that he's near. 
And the fruit of that transformation and change is described by St. Paul. After you give everything to the Lord, after you make your requests known to him, after you pray with thanksgiving, then this, then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God's peace, a peace that's different than the world can offer, will guard our hearts and our minds. It's a peace that St. Paul says passes understanding. It doesn't mean we figure out everything in this life. It doesn't mean we get all the answers. This isn't our home. It's not all going to make sense on the journey. But we're given a peace that passes our understanding, a peace that goes beyond what we can conceive of, and that guards our hearts and our minds so that we move forward in great trust and in great confidence. Friends, that gift is for us today at this very Mass. Place yourself upon that altar, especially your concerns, your burdens, your worries, your anxieties. Watch how the Lord can change you as you recognize his closeness. And then you being changed, go back to those realities and the whole thing seems different because it is different, because you are different. It's exactly why we come to Mass. Brothers and sisters, have no anxiety at all. The Lord is near.